Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. everyone and welcome to another big rap show podcast how are you yep another week has rolled around in the bagpiping world and we've got a lot to cover on this week's show as always <laughs> and we've got quite an interesting topic of the week to bring you as well now following on from last week's podcast of course if you haven't listened to last week's i would urge you to go back and listen to it because we do have some commentary actually on last week's episode and we'll get into that. Uh, but, yeah, I have to give a massive shout-out to James Duncan McKenzie and his incredible interview last week. And all of that great music and stuff, oh, absolutely fantastic. So, if you haven't uh, checked out the interview that we had with James and everything, then uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. Uh, but, anyway, we do have quite an interesting episode for you this week about a new interesting concept that's happening online. And, again, we'll get into that. But... See, again, this is me kind of letting the cat out of the bag even before the show starts. <laughs> Terrible. Well, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people. So, if you would like to help support the show, like every other podcast out there, we do have a Patreon. Yeah, you can be part of the Patreon faithful by going and visiting us there on Patreon and clicking on support, and you'll get your hands on tons of extra content. Now, I have to say, Patreon this week specifically kind of comes into its own, uh, because unfortunately... We had a bit of a, a circumstance at Fuse FM Balamoney last night where our show didn't actually make it to air, unfortunately. Um, now, I'm not going to get into the specifics as to why and what happened, but suffice to say, there was all sorts of technical difficulties there at the station. And as a result, they ended up having to run a rerun of a previous Big Rab show from a few months ago. So you still managed to get your two hours worth of bagpiping, uh, but it was a previous show that you probably would have already heard. Now, this is what I'm saying, that Patreon comes into its own, because, uh, yeah, our episode that was to be broadcast on the 15th, uh, just last night, is now exclusive to Patreon subscribers. Uh, so yeah, each week we do upload an episode from Fuse. So if you do happen to miss our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show, uh, then it's available there for Patreon subscribers. So anyone there who clicks on support, you can get a two-hour live radio show available for download. So you can listen to it at your leisure, wherever, whenever. Uh, so this week's episode didn't actually manage to hit the airwaves but it definitely managed to hit the inboxes of all of our Patreon supporters. So shout out to you, Patreon faithful. You guys are awesome. And I have to welcome all of our new Patreon subscribers too. Yeah, good lot of you actually clicked support over this last week or two. And uh, yeah, it's very much appreciated, guys. Thank you so much uh, for clicking support. And we hope you enjoy all the extra stuff, of which there is loads. Anyway, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, shall we? With each and every episode, I do remind you of our ongoing promotion with Finding Bagpipe Freedom. Yes, that incredible book that was written by, yeah, 
Andrew and Camille. You guys know I've been talking about it for every single episode and for good reason. And again, my own playing personally, this book has really helped a great deal. And I cannot stress enough that you need to have this book in your collection. And if you haven't already, then you can use our promo code and get money off. Yeah, at the checkout, there's a little tiny button that says got a promo code with a question mark. And it's in very small, fine print, but you can find it. (laughs) And uh, if you type in the term, a big grab, you'll get money off. Just by listening to the podcast. What's not to love about that? So there you go. Definitely take advantage of that promotion code and get money off. And uh, yeah, let's face it. By now, you should already have a copy of that book in your collection. Uh, But yeah, for those of you out there who haven't got it yet, then please do use our promo code and you can save some money. There you are. Alrighty, now uh, let's get into listener mail, shall we? Our email address as always is bigrabshow at gmail.com and we have had quite a bit of email this last week or two. Uh, Well, specifically about last week's episode and the weekly drone that was presented, talking about what makes a real piper. A lot of people said that that weekly droner had some guts. (laughs) (laughs) and spoke a lot of truth. And now, uh, a lot of those emailers didn't want their name read out, so that's fine. I won't do that. But, yeah, we did get quite a lot of mail on this. In fact, we actually have a weekly drone on it as well, and we'll bring that to you in a second. But let's get through the the listener mail. First of all, uh, we got an email here from uh, Keith, who says, Hi, Rob. Just a quick response to last episode's weekly drone. What makes a real piper? The question on many people's minds. Yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, He goes on to say, I'll quote an Andrew Douglas phrase from an interview some time ago. If you play with good tone, a well-set-up instrument, rhythm, and technical accuracy, and any or all of the other aspects it takes to keep the pipes going, play whatever you want. Now, he's paraphrasing, but it went something like that. Or, if you aspire to get to that point of competency with the above-mentioned attributes... Should everyone and their dog be putting up YouTube videos? Maybe, maybe not. Perhaps it's all in the intention of the video recording. What grinds my gears is that people are in it for the LCF, the look cool factor. Yeah, now that's very prevalent, I think, Keith. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to get through the rest of your email here. The people with the LCF attitude, the look cool factor attitude, that want the instant recognition of wearing a kilt or holding, not necessarily playing, a set of pipes and being able to stand out in front of a a crowd in the world and go, look how awesome I am. I think this is where a lot of frustration and straight-up hatred on social media comes from because it takes away from the hard work of the people out there who do want to get better, sound good, and hell, maybe go for a silver or gold medal competition one day, or even the Glenfiddich. Maybe you just want to sound better, to play for yourself or close friends and family, or even put up some YouTube videos of your own. But if you're one of these people that picks up the basics, then isolates yourself from the rest of the piping world in favour of being able to tell people that you know the basic knowledge of something that most people don't. Man, I don't have the time to play for ya. <laughs> If you got a couple of tunes down and you're happy just playing the chanter, then great. But don't walk around thinking you're Jack Lee. The world is too small for you to hide these days, and someone with an educated opinion will call you out on it. Just one person's opinion 
And everybody has one. <laughs> Love the show, Rab. Keep it up. Glad to hear that you're on the other side of the vid and hope you're feeling better. Cheers, Keith from Yukon in Canada. Awesome stuff. Thank you. He also adds a bit of a PS in here as well. He said, how long did it take you to learn bagpipes? The answer, I don't know. I'm still learning. And that's a quote from Jack Lee. The legend himself. And it's quite a famous quote for that matter as well. And uh, yeah, we've talked to a lot of folks in the top flight and in the solo piping game. And they are constantly telling us how they never stop learning and they're constantly students of the game. And this LCF, the look cool factor, did come across in a lot of our other emails, Keith. So you're not alone here. Uh, We got a lot of opinion pieces in for people who just want to learn Amazing Grace and play at their friend's birthday party. And that's fine. And whether they can call themselves a real piper, well, yeah, you do play the instrument, I suppose. And you are a piper. By de facto, I suppose, title. Um, But, see, this is the argument about what comes in about whether you're a real piper or not. Yeah, some people would argue, you know, you have to be competitive, you have to play with perfect tone and pitch and all the rest. And some people, yeah, you know, they don't care so much about that and rather just enjoy the music. So, yeah, it's a double-edged sword and quite an interesting argument, I suppose. But, Keith, I take your point there. You know, there's no point in strutting around as if you are Jack Lee when all you know is Cajun Grace. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, yeah, point well made. And to all of our emailers as well uh, who'd emailed uh, comments and stuff about our weekly drone from last week, thank you, everyone. Um, They were all kind of of that irk, I suppose. Uh, But, yeah, I did kind of lump your emails all in together and along with Keith's there. So I hope that kind of reflects all of your feelings on that LCF that he mentioned, the look cool factor. I think that's very much prevalent when you're looking at YouTube specifically. YouTube, social media, you do get people posting videos of themselves going, Hi, I'm a piper. Here I am. I'm up some mountain somewhere in the mist and I'm playing, you know, some beautiful air and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, there's a lot of the look cool factor. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, I think it's awesome. Uh, But at the same time, yeah, that. There is the risk of possibly being a one-trick pony. And the look-cool factor only goes so far, you know? Hey, that's just my opinion, I suppose. But you can send me yours, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you go. Alrighty, now, like I said, we have actually got a weekly drone in about this very same topic. And uh, I know normally at this point we do Word of the Week, but I'm going to mix it up this week because we are talking about what makes a real piper. And that did seem to stir a lot of people up last week. And, uh, yeah. JD, I think it's time, man. <laughs> What's this week's Weekly Drone? It's the Weekly Drone. Tune in, turn on, and drop the arrogance. And an addendum to a recent Weekly Drone about what constitutes a real piper... I feel that it is time to address yet another elitist attitude that exists when it comes to the composing of bagpipe music. Some people think that the only good music of any value is that which is composed by gold medalists, by people who have played in bands that frequent the grade one circle at the Worlds and what have you. There are so many sad and bitter gatekeepers trying to keep people down, trying to prevent us from pursuing our dreams, 
from unlocking our full creative potential. So much ego, so much hurtful talk, and so much bluster. What kind of ambassadors are you for your own bands, for your towns and cities, for your states or provinces, and for your nations with respect to the global piping community when you behave this way? As a point of information, and this may come as a revelation to many, there are many great tunes out there that are unpublished. There are many great works created by local pipers, some of whom no longer play in a pipe band, nor do they perform as much as they might have, nor do they compete anymore. Composing any kind of music is an intellectual sport, and really, the only requirements to do so are the comprehension and enjoyment of pipe music. People need to open their minds and ears to music outside of their knowledge and or their comfort zone. Is that not partly why we play pipes and drums? To learn a new tune, a new drum score, to expand our repertoires, and to further challenge our skills? Not long ago, I remember some individuals saying only the insert regiment name here collection has settings of tunes that are correct. It was considered by many to be a holy book for all things piping and drumming. Again, this is a great big load of elitist gatekeeping claptrap, not to mention a fine piece of classic profiteering. The bottom line is this. Pipe music is not just for a certain pedigree of piper, nor is it for those that perceive themselves to be real pipers. Massive eye roll. As opposed to those that think they are not. Nor is it for only for pipe majors as opposed to those that support them. As Dan Nevin's book title says, Pivrak is for everyone. But the same can be plainly said for Hjolbeg, and that includes the listening, performing of the music of the past, but also the creation of new and exciting tunes of all types. Sadly, some of the biggest critics of new pipe music have never composed a tune in their lives. Composing music is an art unto itself, which I think is taken for granted by many. I think as an artist, it is important to lend an open ear to all musical possibilities and concepts, not just to support and encourage composers of all levels, but to truly enjoy the freedom of music. Ah, yes, indeed. I have to agree with a lot of points made there on this week's Weekly Drone, so thank you for that. And yes, that is another bit of, as you say, gatekeeping, I suppose, that creeps in to the piping scene, where it has to be uh, March to Spay and Reel, or, you know, a Peabrook, and that's it. You, you forget about everything else. Hornpipes and jigs? What are they? Never play them. No, 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 no. Yeah, th- there is a weird kind of thing out there with... Uh, 
I don't know, with pipers specifically. I'm not, not sure if it's a drumming thing, uh, but I do know that there's a serious amount of bagpipers out there who are very traditional in their views. And whenever it comes to looking at tunes from the trad world and things, then they normally do kind of turn their nose up at it. And I have experienced that myself before. You did mention that uh, insert regiment here and that book and everything seen as the Holy Grail. And yes, that collection of tunes, I know know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, Yeah, is seen as the Holy Grail of uh, the Pipe Tunes collection. And they and their band will only play tunes from that collection and nothing else. And I think you're 100% correct whenever you're saying... By limiting what you're listening to or what you're performing, you're doing yourself and the instrument a disservice. There is a world of music out there that the Great Highland Bagpipe is capable of playing and, in my opinion, should be playing. And, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't need to go through the list of composers we have nowadays at the forefront of modern piping who are just writing some incredible tunes. You just listened to one there at the start of the show, Big Rab's 200th, that was composed by Lincoln Hilton. And a lot of great modern tunes like that are so catchy, and I dare say a band could thump their way through rightly and lift some top prizes. But I do understand there are those out there who are very traditional in their views and can be a little gatekeepy. Yeah, so very interesting thoughts there. Um, you know, so, yeah, I would love to know your guys' opinion. As always, with Weekly Drone, you can go to our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. And again, there's no identifying factors there. There's no email addresses, no names, no addresses, nothing like that. So, yeah, we've no idea who it comes from. Uh, so, yeah. Feel free. Let us know your opinions, warts and all, and we'll do what we can to bring them here to the podcast. So I think that's been possibly quite a whole new topic of the week right there, talking about what makes a real piper. It seems to be quite a hot topic in the piping scene, one of which we've kind of struck on by accident, I suppose, with a lot of polarizing positions. I do understand the traditionalist views of some people who are very set in their ways, and it has to be an MSR, or, you know, hornpipes and jigs don't exist, or it has to be a 20-minute peabrook, or it's not piping. You know, I do understand that culture out there, and I do see where those folks are coming from. This is a a traditional medium, I suppose, and we should honour that. There is a wealth of history that we should really be honouring and representing in a way that doesn't mock it in any way. However, I do believe that you need to be progressive with your viewpoint and look forward to the future. And uh, yeah, that includes performing new and exciting tunes that wouldn't ordinarily have seen the light of day in more traditional circles. So it's kind of that counter-argument, isn't it? That has been around since the Just for Seamus album with Gordon Duncan. (sighs) Yeah, and I dare say this argument will rattle on for the next few decades for sure. And I'd love to know your opinions on it, guys. So email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com, or if you don't want your name connected to it, of course, best way to get a hold of us then is on Weekly Drone. And that's where you can let us know your thoughts and feelings. Are you definitely within the traditional camp and that it has to be MSR competitions or, you know, P-Brooks for 20 minutes and that's it? Or are you fans of the likes of uh, Ross Ainsley, uh, Ali Hutton, Lincoln Hilton, those folks who are at the forefront of composing at the at the war, piping world, you know, I don't know. I guess my ears are just open to everything at the moment. Uh, just before I come in here, actually, I was listening to some bagpipe heavy metal, which was all sorts of interesting. Uh, they were Vikings 
on a ship talking about being Vikings. And uh, I can't even remember the name of the song now. And then suddenly a bagpiper appeared. It was very random. Uh, but hi, there you go. It's got pipes in it. So, yep, get my vote. <laughs> can't even tell you the name of the band either. Very weird. It was like pirate metal with Vikings and then a piper in the middle of it. Very strange. But anyway, I'm all for that. Anyway, right, stop talking about that pirate band you were listening to. Let's get on to Word of the Week, shall we? It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rapture Podcast. Defeat. Yes, this week's Word of the Week is Defeat. Now, the reason I'm talking about defeat is, of course, well, the Super Bowl was this past weekend, in case you just didn't know, uh, where the team that I was kind of cheering for were stuffed. <laughs> yeah, I was cheering for the Bengals against the Rams, of course, and the Bengals got stuffed. So, hey, Cincinnati will not see a Super Bowl trophy returning to their hometown, but congratulations goes to Los Angeles, and a well-deserved win, I suppose. Now, this kind of brought it to mind where Cincinnati were definitely the underdogs. And the amount of work that they put in throughout their NFL season kind of reminded me of some bands throughout the piping season who would work insanely hard, manage to lift some competitions along the way, maybe not all of them, but certainly one or two, and get some great results, and then make it to the big stage, the world championships, and everything is on the line. You have worked your absolute socks off. You've made so many sacrifices. And then you're on that line. You perform to the absolute best of your ability. And then, at the prize giving, you're standing there. Your knees are shaking. You're just hoping, hoping that you get a whisper of your band's name. And they go all the way through first place, through to sixth with the drumming and the M&D and piping. And you aren't mentioned at all. Now, having been in that situation myself many, many times, uh, can I say that the word defeat, uh, as I was looking at Cincinnati and their reaction to being defeated in the Super Bowl, I have to say some players on the team accepted it more gracefully than others. Some really didn't want to accept that they were beaten by the better team. And I suppose in my time in the piping world, I honestly can say from experience that I have learned more from defeat and disappointment in the piping scene than I ever will from lifting the first place trophy. Thankfully, I've been in that position myself where my band and my drum corps were read out in first places many occasions. And it was quite nice. Don't get me wrong. It's very pleasant. And that's because it's what everyone does this for. You know, you want to win. But I would stress that whenever you do lift that first place trophy and you read the sheets afterwards, you're kind of left scratching your head thinking, well, I know that performance wasn't perfect and that first place trophy says that it was. And looking at the sheets here, it says, yeah, everything's great. But you know yourself that it isn't perfect and you're left with nothing to work on. So I guess... What this week's Word of the Week is to reflect is that 
in the world of suffering a defeat, in the competitive world of bagpiping, be it at a band level or at a solo level, I do want to stress that if you've ever been through a bad defeat or a bad beat, I suppose, then don't let it grind your gears. I know a lot of folks out there in the piping scene that sometimes would hold grudges and would... mm, yeah, I think we lost that day because ah, somebody missed their start or, you know, somebody clipped the opening roll or played the wrong part or, you know, something. There's always some reason why your band didn't lift the prize that day. And people can hold grudges. And sometimes that can be a little poisonous, especially when now we're heading into 2022 and we're hoping to rebuild our pipe and scene. We're hoping to say goodbye to old grudges. So... With that in mind, I would like you to look at your defeat, if you've ever suffered one in the piping scene, and let's face it, and I think everyone has at some point, then, uh, yeah, I would urge you to use that as an, an opportunity to learn something and use that fuel to say, well, okay, we got a bad beat that particular year or what competition or whatever, let's go back and try it again, and this time we'll do it different and we'll try something different, try it better, you know? So... I know, I know, I'm probably on my soapbox right about now, but honestly, I've learned more from defeat in my time in competitive piping than I ever have from winning all the time. And, yeah, let's see what this year brings, I suppose. I guess 2022 is going to be a very interesting season because all bands haven't been able to play together, I suppose, for a couple of years, so it's the most even playing field I've ever known in our competitive world, so... Yeah, bring on May. I cannot wait for the start of the season. It's going to be so interesting to see where all the bands are, where the standard is in each grade, and just how everybody handles it, I suppose. Especially when handling something like defeat. There you are. That's that's this week's Word of the Week. I'm just going to leave that there. Alrighty. Well, at this point in the show, I'm going to take a little bit of a break right now, and then we're going to head into the news and updates, I suppose. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Ah, yes, it's time for the news, and uh, we've got a lot to get through this week. So let's start at the beginning, shall we? I have to give a mention this week to Ross and Carmarty Pipes and Drums School, who put out an announcement this past week uh, of a brand new sponsorship arrangement with Invergordon Distillery. Ah, That's awesome to see, uh, because any time we see a band actually having a sponsorship arrangement with any company, it lets us know that they're going to be financially secure into this incoming season. We all know how difficult it is to run a band financially. And so whenever we see outside companies investing in the piping scene and supporting their local bands, it's just fantastic news. So, yeah, full congratulations to the guys at Ross and Carmarty Pipes and Drum School, who we do expect to be stepping out in Grade 3B this incoming season. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing your brand new bass drum skins with Invergordon Distillery written all over it. So fantastic stuff. That's 
great to see sponsorship deals coming in. So if your own particular band has any sponsorship uh, arrangements and stuff that you would like us to shout on the show, then please do let us know because it's honestly very exciting to see. Indeed. Now, I did mention this on a previous Big Rab show, but I will mention it again. I'm giving a shout out to the Matt Boyd Memorial Pipe Band. Go on, the Matt Boyd! Yeah! Now, the reason I'm giving them a shout this week is because their table quiz is coming up. Saturday the 26th of February, to be precise, in the Royal Hotel in Cookstown. Now, for more information and to, you know, where you can pay your entry fees and such, then go and have a a look at the Matt Boyd Memorial on social media. And, uh, yeah, 26th of February, Royal Hotel in Cookstown. I think it's a fiver ahead, and you're allowed teams of up to six people. Uh, But, again, contact the Matt Boyd. I'm not sure the event may well have been sold out by now, uh, but definitely worth another shout because that's going to be a great night's crack there in the Royal Hotel in Cookstown. Go and help raise some much-needed funds for the Matt Boyd and uh, have a great night's crack there in the Royal. That'll be all sorts of great. I'd, I'd love to go to that myself. Yeah. Alrighty, I have to mention a little known news story about Mar bagpipes. Did you guys see this? This is a bit of a special announcement put out by Mar Bagpipes that kind of snuck in under the radar, if I'm honest. They are launching a brand new product, which, honestly, I didn't see coming. They are releasing their own synthetic pipe bag. Now, this comes with collars and, you know, a zip and everything. So, yeah, this pipe bag, completely brand new on the scene. And uh, it's been tried and tested over many prototypes and stuff. So now it's finally went to launch. So shout out to Mar Bagpipes. Now, you can choose your sizing. You can get the thing fully customized. Uh, It's available in the price range of about 67 quid to 85 quid. And uh, yeah, definitely worth checking out. This is a brand new synthetic bag on the market. It'll be very interesting to see how this performs. Uh, So yeah, if you're in the market for a new bag, then definitely check out Mar Bagpipes and their brand new synthetic bag. It's definitely going to be worth a look, I think. And uh, full disclosure, I don't know if it's because myself I'm in the the market for a new pipe bag, then perhaps this one came under my nose. Uh, But yeah, it's exciting to see brand new pipe bags coming into the market. And hi, I would love to see how this one performs for sure. So there you are. Go and check that out from Mar Bagpipes. Indeed. Alrighty, now I think I did mention on previous Big Rab shows that Ross Ainsley and Breege Campbell are currently running an Indiegogo fundraising campaign for their brand new upcoming album. Now, I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update with regards to that. Uh, There was a bit of a news story ran on bagpipe.news where they said that they'd raised just over £5,000 of their ten grand. Uh, target well i'm kind of pleased to say they're now nearly seven and a half grand so they're almost there so if you do want to go and help fundraise for this uh i don't know what i kind of call it a duet i suppose yeah where ross ainsley and breach campbell are both working on this one uh, project together using c small pipes and oh i don't know i absolutely cannot wait for this and uh yeah if you want to go and help then of course you can check out all the links and stuff we've shared it all out there on the rab show facebook page uh yeah go and contribute and you know there are various different tiers and stuff for depending on what you uh contribute you can either get a digital download a physical copy you can even get thanks on the album you can even get online lessons from breeze or ross or even you can go as far as if you wanted to donate two grand you'll get a concert in your own house what? Yeah, if you want to donate £2,000 to this project, 
Ross and Breeze will come to your house and play a show. Now, that's all sorts of awesome. Uh, but you have to have two grand in your pocket that you're willing to donate. But there you go. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Ross Ainsley and Breach Campbell. And it's great to see that your fundraising project for this upcoming album is going so well. Uh, glad to see it because I was really excited whenever you announced the album in the first place. And, uh, yeah, really looking forward to hearing this. So, with your help, guys, we will make this a reality. And this album will actually happen. And hopefully, hopefully it will be released before Christmas. And, uh, yeah, we'll have some thundering good tunes rolling us through the winter months indeed so there you are like i said for all the information you can check us out on the facebook page all the links and that are up there now for the fundraiser there you are now in the drumming world there are two qualifying events for the world solos that are going to be held in the coming weeks and months and the first one i want to mention is going to be held in florida on the 19th no doubt so just a few days time from now and, uh, yeah, the World Solo Drumming Championships qualifying event will be held in Dunedin, Florida. Now, this has been ran, of course, through Yuspaba and the RSPBA. And uh, the event itself kicks off with the whole in-person event. And it's, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not going to sit here and read you a list of what the event will hold. But suffice to say, there is a World Solo Qualifying Spot available and for more information, you can go and check out all of the details there on the Yusbaba website. There you are. So one World Solo Drumming Qualifying Spot available this upcoming weekend from Dunedin. And we'll definitely keep you posted on that. Also, the RSPBA put out an announcement that the Lothian and Borders branch are going to be holding another World Solo Qualifying event. And this is all going to be held on the 2nd of April. Now, this is... The same day where they're also holding a solo piping, solo drumming, and a full band and a mini band competition. So it's going to be quite a busy day. Now, this is all going to be held at James Young High School there in Livingston. Uh, so this specific event that I'm talking about, however, is just about the world solo drumming and this specific qualifying event. Now, as far as I'm aware, there's four spots available on this one. So... Uh, yeah, there's four places available for pre-qualification for the World Solo Drumming semi-final. And if you are interested, again, you can still get your entries in for this one, as far as I'm aware. Uh, so, yeah, go and check that out. It's up there now on the RSPBA website, and along with your entry details and stuff and what you need to play. Uh, I think you have to, have to submit two MSRs, I think. Uh, I think it could be wrong. Uh, but, yeah, this could be stuff the drop got wrong. But if anything, it's very, very good to see that the world solo kind of world is now eventually moving again. It's been a while since we've seen, you know, pre-qualification events like this being able to open their doors in the first place. Uh, but, hey, it bodes well, I suppose. We are rebuilding our piping scene. So for those of you out there who are going to be hopefully pre-qualifying for the World Solos, now's your chance. You have an event on the 19th in Dunedin, and you also have this one in James Young High School in Livingston uh, on the 2nd of April. So there you are. Go and check out all of their respective websites for all of those details. Indeed. Alrighty, now I have to give a mention this week to PipesDrums.com, who put out quite an interesting part one of an interview series with brand new Wapol pipe major Alistair McLaren. Wapol being the Western Australian Police pipe band, and uh, yeah, we did mention it on the show at least once or twice that Alistair was taking up the role of PM there with the Western Australian Police pipe band. So, 
for a while, we haven't really heard much from them, other than their appearance recently here in the UK with the Kids with Cancer Charity Night. Uh, but their performance was just blistering, by the way. It was so good, uh, for those of you who managed to catch it. Uh, so, yeah, it's great to be able to catch up with Alistair and find out, you know, how things have been going with the Western Australia Police Pipe Band. And, uh, you know, he talks quite a lot. Well, I think the focus of the interview here is... Uh, how to keep the standard, I suppose, with being so remote. Uh, Western Australia Police uh, obviously play at a grade one level and uh, can really play a blistering tune. And Alistair talks about, you know, the challenges and some, you know, some of the things they've had to overcome over COVID and lockdown and everything and trying to keep that standard of playing alive. So it's very, very interesting. So go along to pipestrums.com and check out part one of his interview there. It's very interesting. Yeah. Looking forward to part two, actually. And if anything, yeah, I'm going to throw open the door here. If Alistair ever wants to have a, a chat here in the show, he's more than welcome. So come on ahead, Alistair. Love to hear from you again, mate. And uh, yeah, just to see how things are down under there with Bob Paul. Uh, very excited to see more music coming from you guys as well. So yeah, great stuff. There you are. Now, bringing it back here from all the way from Australia back to Northern Ireland again, I have to give a mention to the Arts Council of Northern Ireland who put out a bit of an announcement that may be of interest to some bands and music groups around the province. And that is their current, well, it's kind of open at the moment, their small grants program. This is to help support, you know, music groups, uh, people like that who are going to be possibly doing something to help celebrate the Platinum Jubilee of Her Majesty the Queen. 70 years in reign, and uh, yeah, this is to help bands run like small functions, like, you know, a little concert or something, or performance, or anything like that. And uh, if you are interested, then please go along to the Arts Council of Northern Ireland website, where full information is available on how you can apply. For eligibility and all of that there... Yeah, again, I would stress to read all the fine print. Uh, but yeah, this could potentially be open to bands across the province who are interested in throwing some sort of an event and uh, you could get some funding from the government to help you. There you are. So go along to artscouncil-ni.org and that's where you can get all of your details there for the small grants program. Now, the closing date for applications, I have to say, is the 31st of March. So uh, yeah, that's very strict on that front. Uh, they will not accept any late applications, so there you are. I'm just mentioning it now, so you're not under any illusion. Okay, now I have to mention it this week uh, because it's fast approaching. Klaus Kelt in concert. It's coming, guys, and it won't be long. Saturday, the 26th of March, in the Marketplace Theatre in Armagh. This concert is going to be insane. All right? It's going to be insane. I absolutely cannot wait for this. Oh, this is going to be like a huge pre-season party. I cannot wait. So, not only will the new Grade 1 Big Guns, Klaus Kelt, be in the concert themselves, uh, but we're also going to see Matt Boyd Memorial that I mentioned earlier. We also have Grantia. We also have a Highland Dancing display and some drum majoring display as well. Now, I have to stress... Tickets for this are going to be flying out the door and uh, you're going to need to grab them to avoid disappointment. You, you can either do it one of two ways. You can go to the Marketplace Theatre box office and secure your tickets that way or you can go to klauskelt.co.uk and secure your ticket. And I dare say this event will be packed to the rafters and like I said, it's a big pre-season get-together with some blistering piping and drumming, dancing and drum majoring. This, this is going to be... Uh, what? 
Yeah, I'm just I'm getting stupidly excited for this event, man. I cannot wait for this. 26th of March. Yeah, I'll definitely be there because, well, if anything, sneak peek. I might be on stage. <clears throat> That's all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, yours truly may well be on stage uh, for this concert. So you've been warned, but definitely go and grab your tickets for this Saturday, the 26th of March. Klaus Kelt in concert along with Matt Boyd Memorial, Grancha and Highland Dancers and Drum Majors. That's going to be one event, folks, that you will not want to miss for sure. There you are. Get your tickets now. Alrighty, I have to give a mention then to RSPBA Northern Ireland Branch, who put out an announcement there on the 11th of February, uh, not too long ago, uh, saying that they're able to confirm further dates in the calendar. Uh, Namely, on the 14th of May, we're going to Bangor. Now, we weren't sure where we were going on the 14th. We were just told it was a competition. But now we know that the first proper band competition that we have here in NI is on the 14th of May in Bangor. There you are. We also have the Mid-Ulster uh, Championships in Cookstown, which I think had been previously uh, secured. Uh, we also have another uh, confirmed location, I suppose, for the 18th of June. We're heading to Antrim Castle Gardens. Now, from memory, I think this is the same venue that they held the festival in last year. I could be wrong, but yeah, 18th of June, we're heading to Antrim Castle Gardens. Now, the announcement also came out as well that the All-Ireland Championships are heading to New Ross. Yeah, and I drew a bit of criticism about saying that a three-hour car journey is too long. Um, I didn't say it was too long. I I didn't say that it was long by standards that I'm used to, I suppose. Uh, Because I I did get some angry emails from folks and even comments on Patreon saying, come on, Rab, some people travel three hours each way for band practice. And you're complaining about going to a competition? Yes, I will take my lumps on that one. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, shout out to the All-Ireland Championships heading to New Ross. Uh, Very excited for that one, actually. I've been told the venue's fantastic, so looking forward to that. Yeah. Then, of course, the Ulsters are coming to Balamina on the 23rd of July, uh, which is after the All-Irelands, which is on the 2nd of July. So we have the All-Irelands on the 2nd and the Ulsters on the 23rd. So that's quite a busy month there in July, indeed. So... uh, Yeah, our season here in Northern Ireland is very gradually starting to take shape. But I need to stress that this is is February and there has been previous seasons where RSPBA Northern Ireland haven't announced dates, haven't announced venues up until the first week in May. You know, a lot of bands were kept in the dark from previous years. I do remember doing some shows on Fuse and getting so many angry text messages saying, Rab, when are we getting a calendar? I said, well, it's not my job. I don't make the calendar. <laughs> That's the folks at RSPBA Northern Ireland. Take it up with them. Uh, so, hey, it's just fantastic to see that RSPBA Northern Ireland are working furiously hard behind the scenes, securing all of these great venues for us. And, uh, yeah, very excited for the start of the season. With the Ulster Solos, of course, on the 16th of April in Listener Garvey High School. Looking forward to that one. Alrighty, now I have to shamelessly mention our show sponsor, G1 Reads. Go on, the G1! Yeah! Now, the reason I'm giving them a shout this week is because they put up a little picture on their social media hanging out with Pipe Major Ewan Henderson and Pipe Sergeant Duncan Nicholson, of course, from Police Scotland and Federation Pipe Band, who were there picking up a full set of G1 Platinum Reads. Uh, The band already play G1 Platinum Chanters, so, hey, it's awesome to see that relationship continue. And I'm absolutely a fan of Police Scotland and Federation Pipe Band. 
So yeah, or as I know them, still Glasgow Police, and it, it's going to be very difficult to stick to that Police Scotland and Federation band. I'll do my best. I'll do my best, but hey, it's great to see that that relationship with G1 is still continuing, and I dare say they will have a thundering good sound coming into this competitive season. Very much looking forward to hearing them this incoming year, for sure. Now, I also have to give a brief mention to the National Piping Centre, who this past week have been continuing to churn out the bagpiping goodness each and every day with their hashtag PipesOut22. Now, I have to be honest, I got involved in a few of these as well. You know, practicing my strikes, my throwing Ds, different stuff. It's been fantastic, actually. So full credit to the guys at the National Piping Centre. It's just awesome to see the amount of piping content that they're churning out each and every day, encouraging people to lift their instrument and play a few tunes. Now, even if it's not playing a few tunes and it's just playing the odd exercise and actually practicing a wee bit, then... It's just, it's fantastic. It's encouraging so many people to lift the instrument again just for the crack. And, uh, yeah, full credit to the guys at the National Piping Centre. They're doing a cracking job. And shout out to Dan Evans as well. He's doing an amazing job on the live streams as well, answering many questions on a lot of great topics and stuff. So, yeah, it's fantastic work there by the National Piping Centre. So if you haven't caught sight of any of their content, by the way, please do check them out on social media, on their Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, uh, where they have been uploading stuff each and every day for you to get involved with at home. Hashtag pipes out 22. I'm absolutely a fan. Now, I have to mention this week that there seems to be a lot of businesses moving at the moment. I did mention previously that Akatabui bagpipe specialists are moving to a brand new shop. And uh, yeah, I think the move is going very well. They've been uploading little sneaky peeks and stuff of what the shop could look like. And it does look kind of awesome, by the way. And also shout out to Scott Curry as well. Scott Curry Limited is moving to new premises as well. And we again are seeing little sneaky peeks behind the scenes of how the move is going. So that's great to see. But also this past week, I have to mention McClellan Bagpipes, who put out a bit of a live video uh, where Joe Brady basically hangs out and shows us the brand new shop and everything and workshop that McClellan Bagpipes are working on in Zebulon in North Carolina. Now, I hope I pronounced that correctly. But the video itself was posted on McClellan Bagpipes' uh, social media page. It's just brilliant to see. So much work being done. And, uh, you know, the building itself at the moment is a little bit of a shell, I suppose. You know, there's people in with hard hats and they're knocking walls down and they're putting ceilings up and lights and everything. It's very, very cool to see all the work going on behind the scenes at McClellan Bagpipes. And, uh, yeah, very exciting. And, uh, yeah, shout out to the folks at Zebulon in North Carolina. You have uh, quite an awesome bagpipe supplier and maker in your town. What's not to love? So go and check that out. McLennan Bagpipes and their brand new place that they're going to be opening up hopefully soon. So we'll definitely keep you posted on that. I don't think we have an actual date of when they expect to open or anything. Uh, but definitely keep your eyes posted on McLennan Bagpipes social media or even on ourselves here on the Big Rab Show. And we'll do what we can to keep you posted. There you are. Alrighty. So with big moves aside, I have to give a mention to a band that's in recruitment mode at the moment in the United States. And that's the brand new band, the City of Houston Pipe Band. Now, yeah, I do remember on the show us reading the story about the establishment of this brand new pipe band in the city of Houston. Well, they're now putting it out there that they're busy recruiting and they're looking for grade three or above standard players to join the band 
for this incoming competition season. If you are interested, then please contact the band themselves at cofhpb at gmail.com or possibly the easiest way is to reach them through their social media. Just have a quick Google and you'll find them. The City of Houston Pipe Band, like I said, are interested in yeah, pipers, drummers, tenor drummers, anyone from a grade 3 standard or above. There you are. So you've been told, if you do want to take up the challenge with the guys at the City of Houston, now's your opportunity. Now, again, I will mention it briefly, but only briefly, tickets are still currently available for the Kids with Cancer charity event. Now, I do know a lot of folks out there that were confused with the date change and everything. Unfortunately, the date had to change due to COVID restrictions and everything, which have now, thankfully here in Northern Ireland, have now been lifted. Uh, But as a result, the event has still... Yeah, it's still going on its rescheduled date of the 30th of April. So that's going to be held in the Royal Hotel in Cookstown again. And uh, the 30th of April is the date that you should have in your calendar and not the previously advertised date in February. So, yes, I did want to put it out there on the show. The tickets are still available for this and they are definitely cheap at twice the price of 20 quid per person. And every penny made from ticket sales is Yeah, all going towards contributing to the Children's Cancer Unit in the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast. So, yeah, I think I've mentioned it on each and every show, but just to remind you that tickets for this are still currently available. There you are. Alrighty, I do have to give a little bit of a shout to uh, Fred Morrison this week. You guys knew this was coming. Now, for those Fred Morrison fans out there, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Fred Morrison has a brand new shiny website, which is absolutely incredible. Now, not only is the website fantastic and full of great information, you know, like biography kind of stuff and, you know, details on Fred and, you know, the details on his instruments that he makes and stuff, all of that. The website is awesome. But there's a brand new portion of the website that a lot of folks may well have missed. Fred Morrison, the legend is offering commissioned tunes. (laughs) Have you heard about this? Maybe you haven't, but I have to say, go to the website, which is fredmorrison.com, and then there's a little tab called About Fred Morrison, right? And then there's a little thing down there called Commissions. Click on Commissions, and Fred is now offering tune compositions. (sighs) Yeah with your possible title on them. You know, so if you want to buy a commission tune for someone, you can. You can tell them, here, I want to write a song for my grandmother, my, you know, my daughter, my brother, whoever. If you even want to write a tune for yourself, hey, Fred, please write me a tune and, uh, you know, (laughs) put your own title on it, I suppose. This is your opportunity. This has never happened before. Fred has never given this opportunity before. Uh, So now is possibly the best chance for Fred Morrison fans to have a tune penned by the legend himself. So, for any Fred Morrison fans out there, you probably already know about the brand new website, fredmorrison.com, for all sorts of great information and stuff uh, about the legend himself, as well as a brand new shop where you can get all the stuff. Uh, But yeah, just wanted to draw your attention to that little tab that is kind of hidden. It's buried away in underneath all of those different tabs and stuff. Uh, Fred Morrison... The legendary bagpiper that he is, is now offering commissioned tunes. Wow. Wow. What an opportunity, man. That's incredible. So, there you are. I just wanted to throw that out there. (laughs) Alrighty, let's move on. 
I want to give a, a very quick mention this week to the Droning On podcast. Now, yeah, you guys out there, of course, who are involved in the podcasting world and you love your podcasts, uh, I would urge you to go and check out all of the other bagpiping podcasts that are out there, of course. Hashtag channel rant. Yeah, I do know a good lot of you who listen to the Rab Show also listen to the rant. But I have to mention Droning On as well. If you haven't uh, checked out that podcast with Jim, by the way, it's an absolute... Oh, it's a fantastic show. Long-form conversations and uh, where they really get lost in the woods sometimes. And it's fantastic just, you know, tuning in and zoning out, I suppose. Droning On, it's definitely one of my favourite uh, piping podcasts of late. And I've been really enjoying it. Uh, well, they put out a little bit of an announcement that they're now doing some merchandise. So, yeah, go to bagpipeswag.com and you can get your own Droning On mug. Yeah, why not? So there you go. So shout out to the Droning On podcast. If you haven't listened to it, by the way, then I would definitely recommend it. It's uh, certainly worth a listen. And uh, if you want a good laugh, you can also listen to the one where I was on. And uh, yeah, we got really lost in the woods there. We went down some back alleyways with that one. But there you go. (laughs) So go and check it out. Droning On. Now... I also want to briefly mention a congratulations to the pod band Pipecast, the premier bagpiping podcast. Uh, they have now hit episode 100. So congratulations to you guys. Woo! Episode 100. There you are. I do remember what it was like to hit that milestone. And uh, yeah, it's awesome to see you uh, reach episode 100. And to celebrate reaching episode 100, they mentioned 100 piping and drumming things uh that's it so uh, you can go and check that out uh yeah the pod band pipecast episode 100 uploaded this past week and congratulations guys on reaching such a huge milestone there you are Alrighty, I do have to give a bit of a mention to the Midwest Pipe Band Association who put out an announcement saying that their incoming season is definitely taking shape with more dates going into the calendar. Uh, we have Alma, of course, May 20th, 29th. We have Milwaukee, Chicago, Minnesota, Waukesha, Columbus, Tulsa, Scottfest. The, yeah, there's so many dates now being announced officially and people are now advertising for tickets and stuff. Uh, so yeah, Full congratulations to the Midwest Pipe Band Association. An exciting exciting time to be involved. And that's great to see so many dates going into the calendar. And I'm sure you guys are just like us here in the UK. And you cannot wait for that first date in May uh, for your first competition there in Alma. So very much looking forward to that. Yeah, I'll definitely be keeping a keen interest in results and stuff coming forward. So anybody involved in the Midwest Pipe Band Association, if you want to send them on to us, you know, as the results come through from Milwaukee, Chicago, Waukesha, Columbus, whatever, please do throw them our direction and we'd love to give you a shout here on the show. Our email address is always bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, I think that's pretty much it for the news this week. So I guess it's at this point in the show where I should go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnuts, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet, 
and emerald. The Basin Tenors now come with Georgian oak hoops which feature their head stress management system and wide mass claws for all round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined. Designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing. McClelland Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClelland from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out BespokeBagpipes.com for more information. McLaren Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Welcome back. Although, I'm sure you didn't go anywhere. <laughs> it's me who went away, and now I'm come back. So, welcome myself back. That's a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> let's get into this week's topic of the week, shall we? Uh, I, honest to goodness, that was just tea that I had there in the break. Nothing else, in case you're wondering, I think I'm going mad. Maybe a bit drunk, but no. There you go. Just tea, a good strong cup of tea. Couldn't beat it. And anyway... Yes, this week's topic of the week is uh, where we got catching up with Kirk Potter and we find out about quite an interesting project that he's been working on this last while and um, rather than me kind of spoil it in the introduction, suffice to say that it was a fantastic conversation, one of which that I'll definitely be following more of in future as this kind of unfolds and develops in future. So yeah, without further ado, I think we should welcome the man himself to the podcast to tell us all about it. So let's welcome Kirk to the podcast. So, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Kirk Potter. How are you, sir? Very good, Rob, and great to meet you at last. I think we've conversed quite a few times online about various things, so it's good to good, good to good to chat to you in person at last. Exactly. Yeah. Well, if anything, first of all, by way of an introduction, do you want to tell folks who you are and why you're on this week's show? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, I suppose in the pipe band world as, as, as a whole, I'm probably nobody, to be to be perfectly frank no, in that not sense. Not at all. <laughs> um, certainly as a player, I'm not. But um, um, I've been a snare drummer for, for a, a large number of years. Um, and I'm also a software engineer. And what I've tried to do um, over the last uh, five years or so is combine those two things together. Um, my love of pipe bands and my love of building software. So um I, I'm here today, I suppose, predominantly to talk about my latest project, which is pipebandscores.com. Um, but um, I'm also responsible for the ensemble, um, pipeband score editing software. Um, mm-hmm. And there was a couple of predecessor products I had to that, um, which, which kind of came before ensemble came along. So that's well, what we're here to talk about. I have to say, first of all, ensemble, full congratulations on being a big Rab Show award winner. Yes, thank you very much. Ooh, there you go. Very, but, very pleased yeah, with that. It was by popular demand, really. You seem to receive a wealth of nominations and also a wealth of votes as well. Quite a popular product. So if we'll get actually a quick juke at the website here, just, you know, by the magic of Zoom, for those of you watching the, the video right now. Um, but yeah, tell us about Ensemble. How did this all start? 
Um, I think we have to go back probably quite far, um, probably even 20 plus years. Um, so mm. as a snare drummer and as a person that's been involved in technology, I, I was very keen very early on to try and uh, write some uh, drum scores using on using software. Um, the very first product I ever used was was Drumscreve, um, which is still around, or Drumscribe as some people know it, um, which is still still around today. Um, albeit I don't think it's been updated in a number of years. Um, and I think way back then, I suppose I got a bit frustrated and in, in I felt that probably that product could have done more. There wasn't really much else out there. Um, and I thought I could turn my hand to try and do something better. Um, it took me a long, long time to get around to actually doing that properly. Um, and in 2017, I launched a product called Drumwriter. Um, and the idea with Drumwriter was to, I suppose two things really, was to not have a piece of software that required something to be downloaded on a computer. Um, so the idea was to, to make use of the web and the technology that the web allows us to, to use these days. So mm -hmm. very much a cloud-based product, but also a web-based product, which presents a lot of technical challenges, but I was able to overcome most of those. Um, I then followed up um, Drumwriter. I thought I'm going to turn my hand to the bagpipes. And I basically cloned, if you like, Drumwriter and created a product called Bagpipe Writer. Mm, um, yeah. So I'd cut my teeth, if you like, on, on the technology that was involved in being able to build a drumming product and, and a piping product. And it made sense then to say, well, okay, let's bring it all together. Um, so I, I kind of started from scratch, if you like, yeah. um, and decided to, to build Ensemble. Um, and I launched Ensemble just about three years ago, almost to the day. Um, wow, was it as long um, as that now? Wow, it, it is. It's amazing <laughs> how long. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can think that way as well. It's, it's, it's been a, a very um, rapid three years. Um, wow. Um, the great thing about the product, like Ensemble, is that uh, it gets updated almost continuously. Um, and I think that's possibly the part of the reason why I got good feedback when we looked for nominations and whatever else for for, yes. for the Big Rab Show Award. Um, you know, I, I update Ensemble almost on a daily basis, and some of that's bug fixes. Um, most mm. of it's actually responding to feedback from people um, and making sure that the product is as good as it possibly can be. Um, Fantastic, yeah. I, I think the sort of key unique selling point beyond the, the web-based approach um, is, well, I suppose, two things. One is playback. Um, obviously, Having good playback in, in a in a music notation tool is is really mm. useful. Um, it's not useful for everybody. Probably players at the higher levels probably don't really rely on that so much. But certainly as a teaching aid and things like that, it's really important. So I spent a long, long time getting that bit right, um, featuring really good samples of snare drums and practice pads, and then obviously real bagpipes. Added small pipes uh, last year as well as, as a mm. playback option, and we've got practice chanters and so on. So that's one of the key things. The other key thing is really around collaboration. So the way Ensemble works is that it's not just you go in and you write some scores, you can use it that way, of course, but it allows you to collaborate between different areas of the band. So you can have multiple subscriptions, you can have your your pipe major or your pipe sergeant setting setting the, the scores, arranging the pipe scores, and mm -hmm. then you can have this, the lean drummer come in behind on the same score and then put the the, uh, the notation for the drum score behind that, the snare score, and you can yes. do the same with bass and tenor as well. So, um, I see. Uh, and I think the final point on that is we have an edition that's called Core Edition, and the idea behind that is that the, the band leaders are collaborating to create scores, and what they're then doing is allowing access to their core members, and they use that as a practice aid, um, and they use it as a rehearsal aid. Um, and I think, mm. to be honest, during, during the pandemic, obviously we're, 
with social distancing and not being able to get together for practices, something like Ensemble has really come into its own. It's kind of almost what it was built for. Um, so, yeah, that's Ensemble. Absolutely. I have to say, Kirk, I think that's really what kind of threw the vote for you guys this time, because I know so many people over the course of the pandemic who thought to themselves, I'm going to write this tune down. Now I've got time, you know, um, whenever you're looking yeah. at software and stuff, uh, looking at Ensemble, it's so easy to use, you know, and as you say, it's supported. So if you do notice a bug or something, then the next day it could be fixed, you know, and it's, it's yeah. things like that that have really helped sell it for a piping audience you know because let's face it all of us musicians we're not tech people you know when if we we (laughs) want to sit down and swear on a laptop for an hour and a half you know (laughs) i I think it's interesting (laughs) i think it's interesting rob as well because you know it's maybe a bit of a generalization but i think in the pipe band world when it comes to tech we are generally a little bit backwards um um I think I think obviously younger generations coming through would 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 not be the case, but I think I think historically that's been the case, and I think it's been one of the challenges with getting a product like Ensemble out there, but also trying to persuade people, look, this is really easy to use. Um, you know, the, the, a lot of the tech that people are using, particularly for bagpipes, like Bagpipe Player or Bagpipe Music Writer, it's not a clicking point and click type interface. You're having to write fancy codes to 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 put yes. embellishments on notes and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've tried to combat that by saying, look, this is point and click. Um, and I'm not saying I'm the only point and click bit of software out there for the pipe band world, just to be clear. I'm, I don't have exclusivity on that, but I certainly, you know, the web-based approach is, is unique. The collaborative approach is unique as well. So take all those things together and, and it's it's quite a strong proposition, pipe band editing tool and author tool. Oh, indeed. I couldn't agree more. And uh, if anything, I've been a bit of a fan. I've been poking around on the site and looking at all the different options and stuff. And there's something in here, you know, as much as we're saying that this is, you know, a a pipe music software, but it's something that you could use for, as you say, writing out your snare scores, your tenor scores, even your bass. So you can get everything all within one application, really, for this. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing there as well, Rob, is that it's, it's the only software out there that's dedicated to pipe bands that actually allows you to play pitched tenors as well. So, so you're, so you're getting, you you can actually, again, hence the name, you can get the full pipe band ensemble in terms of not only the notation, but the playback as well. Um, So you can get a a nice overall sound. Okay. It's not a pipe band, but it's an approximation of what it will sound like. Um, And I think that's, it's probably the best we can hope for um, because we're not trying to emulate exactly what a pipe band sounds like in the playback, but we're trying to give you a good indication of how um, certain uh, pipe parts will harmonize, how, how, how certain uh, tenor voices will complement the melody, um, you know, periods of silence, dynamics, all that sort of stuff. There's, 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 it caters for all of that um, within, within certain parameters. Ah, fantastic. Yeah. So I dare say that this will be a tool that people will use just to experiment and have a bit of fun with. You know, Absolutely. I wonder what this will sound like. I'll write it down and see, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I think that's that's kind of the point. And certainly on the educational side, um, certainly for young people as well, the idea is that, you know, to learn through experience and through playing with things is really what we're trying to do here. So, yeah. you know, we've got some demo scores. You know, take the demo score, rip it apart, you know, start changing parts of it, try and understand, you know. And I think part of the problem, again, in the pipe band world historically has been that we're not very good at writing things down, particularly drummers, snare drummers. Definitely. We're, we, you know, you know, yeah. I, we're awful at it. You know, I I, I learned by 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 mimicking what I was seeing across the table from my me instructor. Too. Um, yeah. yeah, nobody ever showed me a piece of music. Yeah, um, no. And <laughs> I I had to get myself 
educate myself, kicking and screaming, if you like, um, in order to in order to do that. Um, and I, I think I think I think to be honest, so a lot of bands now are actually you know have education programs that do involve that kind of thing, and particularly the things like the RSPBA's outreach programs around yes. um, the PDQB. Um, and, and these kind of awards has made a big difference. But generally speaking, I think I still think there's a lot of work can be done in that area. And if something like Ensemble or other notation tools can help with that learning experience, then then great. That's it. See, I am just like you. I learned across the table from someone and music was never talked about. You know, that's that thing that, you know, we, we just don't talk about notes on the page. <laughs> this is what it sounds like. Play that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been one thing that I've been looking at. You know, what does a Flam 5 look like? on a bit of paper or you know yeah. like a, some random cure what, what does it look like in the notes so that's something as you say from an educational standpoint it's invaluable yeah yeah absolutely so can i bring you on now to this brand sure. new product and the whole reason i have you on the show <laughs> this week yeah i'm so excited for this as soon as i seen like the, the announcements and stuff you've been doing on social media i was like oh that looks good so tell us about pipe band scores yeah, so this is an idea I've actually had for several years, but um, I suppose building Ensemble and maintaining Ensemble has taken up a, a, a huge amount of time. Um, yeah. And I must stress that this, it's not quite a hobby for me, but it's not my full-time job either. So um, I, finding time to do these things is, is obviously always a challenge. Um, but the idea behind Pipe Band Scores was, the, the, I, think, I think we have another sort of general problem in the Pipe Band world, and that is, having access or easy access to to either pipe scores or snare scores or bass and tenor scores. And I'm not saying they're not out there because they are, and there's some very good resources, um, but there's no one single place you can go to that you can say, okay, this is going to have pretty much everything that I'm looking for or close to it. Yeah. Um, that was the first sort of thing. So the idea is that Pipe Band Scores is a marketplace. Yeah, I think that's the other thing to stress. It's not me that's writing the scores. Um, it's not me that's collating the scores. Um, it's a marketplace and anyone, and this is the fundamental point here, anyone, I mean literally anyone, can contribute to that marketplace. Wow. Um, yeah. um, and, and so, you know, I, I don't really like this word, but I'm going to use it. It kind of democratizes the process ah, of being able yeah. to get material out there. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And okay, that comes with, I imagine, just naturally with variable quality to some extent. There will be that. But you know, there's loads of people out there who've got really good exercise sheets and even just simple basic scores that are well enough written um, mm. that that they would want to share with the world and, and they, they can charge money for it or they can offer it for free. Um, and we don't make any stipulation about that. Um, yeah. And I think the other cool thing about Pipeman scores is it's also integrated with Ensemble, which you might expect, yeah? Um, yes. And so the idea is that the scores are written in Ensemble, and if you're an Ensemble subscriber and you 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 buy or, or you know, get a free download from here, mm -hmm. it'll actually deliver the score directly into your Ensemble account, which right. means it goes back to the earlier point, if you want to rearrange it, if you want to take stuff out, if you want to simplify it, if you want to make it more difficult. You can do that. Yeah. You can do that. Now, that's not you don't exclusively need a, a, an Ensemble account to, to purchase anything from here. You'll still mm -hmm. get delivered to you as a minimum, a PDF and, and a, a, a sound file. Uh, in yeah. some cases, we, we have video, so we host online video related to, the, to whatever the material is. Um, mm -hmm. And there's an option for people to get things like bagpipe music writer files and stuff like that, B, you know, BMW or BWW files. That's that's yeah. perfectly perfectly possible. But pipe band scores is really 
uh, an opportunity to to allow the community, if you like, to start contributing to an overall um, uh, library of material that's available. Um, for see. launch, for launch, I have pre-invited a number of people and asked them if they wanted to get involved. Um, rather than opening it up to everyone and anyone, because that's difficult to control with brand new software, you know. Yeah. Um, so effectively, we're beta testing, if you like, with with that group of people. Um, but I think for launch, we're going to have 250, 300 scores, something like that, across wow. types, snare, bass, and tenor. That's um, a lot. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite a lot. And mm. A number of those, over 100 of those are just, uh, you know, traditional or royalty-free type pipe scores. Um, yes, but, yeah. but there's original material in there, so I'm talking about, Pipe, pipe scores that have been written, you know, they're not rearrangements of other scores. Mm -hmm. um, they're completely original. Um, we've got a, a, a lot of really good quality drum scores um, coming through snare scores. Um, mm -hmm. We've got exercise sheets for, for piping, um, a, a whole host of stuff in there. So um, we've got we've got breadth and depth. Quantity-wise, that's something that will come in time. Um, but the idea yeah. is that we'll very quickly move. Once we once we open this out to, to, to anyone and everyone, um, I think we can have a library probably by the end of this year um, in excess of a thousand scores, I would imagine. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be a huge collection of music and a very valuable resource for folks as well. Um, because, as you know, and I know, the piping world changes. Each and every year, we seem to have new music, new ways of doing things. It could also be used as a kind of a time capsule as well. You know what I mean? The scores we well, write in 2022. Yeah. And we look at it in 10 years' time, you know, we'll still be able to look back at, well, oh, how did we used to play that? That kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's actually a conversation that I'm having with, and I, I, unfortunately, I can't name anyone just now, and I'm not deliberately being secretive here. It's no, just, no, no. <laughs> I want to address that point you make there about time capsule. Um, I'm in discussions with um, a, a leading drummer from a, a grade one band who oh. has written many thousands of scores and i can't say any more than that yeah okay. Um, okay. and i didn't instigate this conversation <laughs> to be honest um but um there's a possibility of getting every single one of those scores onto this platform um, and this is somebody that's been in pipe bands for i don't know probably 30 40 years um, hmm. um so uh, we need to watch the space on that one it's 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 i can't guarantee that's going to happen um because there's a lot of you know, a lot of discussions to be had about there and every single one of those scores has to be transcribed, which is not a trivial task. Um, oh, yeah. And somebody's got to do that. But um, <laughs> that's that's a big possibility. And oh. it's the early days on that, um, which would be fantastic. And that's got nothing to do, you know, I'm excited about that. Not Nothing to do with the fact that it makes my service more valuable or anything like that. Mm. To address exactly your point, Rab, around, you know, it almost becomes... Uh, an archive of yeah. of this material, yeah, Absolutely. and you're talking about stuff that was written 20 years ago, and as we as you say, we know that styles change, and and yeah. you know our influences musically change, and and if if pipe band scores is is one place where we can start to gather that information and maybe even go backwards in time a little bit as well as forwards, mm -hmm. I think that would be fantastic, and you know I think the key thing as well is that we're trying to offer an, a lot of material for free, yeah, and yeah. and the reason we're doing that is is really because well one thing I, I don't personally don't believe in me profiting from stuff that's royalty free now because mm. at the end of the day, you know, if you want to download the score to Scotland the Brave, 
Come and have it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to charge you one pound fifty for a Scotland <laughs> the Brave score or a couple of dollars. You know, that's not that's not what I'm about. Uh, but if somebody's put time and effort into writing a drum score for, I don't know, uh, Pike Major Willie Gray or something like that, and they've, they've spent yes. several hours doing it, I think they're perfectly within their right to come along and say this is my original um, composition. It's high quality. It's well done. And it's a couple of quid, yeah. Um, so uh, I think that's really the point. And and when it comes to stuff that's essentially in the public domain, we're not really we're not we're not looking to make any profit. Ah, oh, indeed, I couldn't agree more. I think it's, if anything, it's a very exciting project, Kirk, and an incredible idea. Uh, so I do wish you well with this new venture. So uh, have you any idea of when it will launch yet, or is that still to be confirmed? It's still to be confirmed, Rob. Um, uh, we we're probably going to be early to mid February thereabouts. Um, uh, it's just a case of I have to keep giving a push to the guys who are the contributors to get material up there. Um, we're getting there, um, but uh, I'm not their boss at the end of the day. I'm just trying to push them along. So, um, but the, the more stuff we've got for launch, I think the more successful it will be. Um, so that's why I'd rather delay it if we need to to get more material up there. But. Um, yeah, we're already up to 200 plus scores. If we can get to the 250, 300 mark by the end of the month, then we'll be looking to launch in, in, in early in February. Excellent stuff. Well, keep us posted on any upcoming release dates and stuff. You know, we'll definitely uh, be interested in checking it out when it finally drops. So to remind folks again, the website is pipebandscores.com. Go and Correct. check it out. Yeah, just as if you've been watching the video, we've been kind of shuffling through the websites and stuff. So for those listening on the pod, Go and check out the YouTube video because we were looking at the website. But also, take time out of your day and check out these websites. Seriously, Ensemble is a big Rab Show award winner for a reason. It's a very useful useful tool. I have to say, Kirk, thank you so much for all of your hard work and putting this incredible uh, thing in people's hands. It's just fantastic. Thank you. Thanks very much, Rob. Indeed. So I'll hopefully catch up with you on a future show where we'll be talking about your next venture. Who knows what that'll be? Ah, there you are. Fantastic stuff. Thanks so much to Kirk for joining us there and pipebandscores.com. Go and have a look at it. And yeah, for sure, we will be keeping across this very interesting project and uh, which can act as a bit of an archive as well as getting introduced to some brand new, fresh new music, I suppose, what we talked about in this week's uh, topic of the week and all of that. So very, very interesting. And it's, yeah, it's brilliant to see how People are harnessing technology and using online things like this to kind of help improve the piping scene. And with that in mind, I do want to talk more about a little project that ourselves in the Big Rab Show are going to be working on. And uh, we'll possibly we'll talk about that in a future episode of the podcast. But those of you over there on Patreon will know exactly what I'm talking about. Because we've been keeping you guys informed all the way on a, a little special project that we've been working on here in the Rab Show team. And... Uh, that's all I'm going to say on that front. But again, not to take away from the fantastic interview you've just heard, I have to stress, go and check out all of those details there that we mentioned there. And thank you to Kurt for joining us here on the show. It's an absolute pleasure. And yeah, dare say we'll have you back on again to talk more about this in the future as this all develops and unfolds. I think it's a fantastic tool for pipers and drummers and musical directors and stuff like that as well could also make great use of the tools available. So, yeah, for sure, definitely go and check that out. A big Rab Show award winner, and deservedly so, for sure. There you are. 
Alrighty, so that's it for this week's topic of the week, and that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Yeah, thank you all so much for downloading this week and each and every week. And don't forget to tell your friends about our wee show. You know that we talk about this great Highland bagpipe thing each and every week. And if you haven't already, please do consider giving us a subscribe or a follow wherever you're listening to us right now. So then each and every week you'll get a little bing to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. And also, I've noticed over there on iTunes, we've got very little ratings. Now, I don't normally kind of feed into the ratings game and asking people to, you know, like, subscribe and all that sort of stuff. Uh, But honestly, it really does help us a great deal whenever people do. And whenever you drop a rating on spotify or itunes and stuff like that it really helps our visibility and what we're at at the moment is we're trying to rebuild our piping scene and reintroduce people to what we do or possibly introduce someone new to our scene and hopefully see the music thrive so if you can please spare a few minutes give us a five star rating of course because we're awesome and drop a wee comment and let people know what you thought of the show and uh Yeah, we would be very appreciative of it, and I'm sure we will introduce a lot more people to what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people, indeed. All right, guys, well, we will see you on Fuse FM Balamoney again next week, and of course, we'll be back again here in the podcast next week for another incredible topic of the week, Uh, and I'm not going to spoil it, I promise. Uh, Yeah, we'll see you on Patreon, I'm sure, for that. Which I'm constantly doing. Alrighty, that's me. I am out the door. Wherever you guys are, stay safe, take care. And we'll see you all here in the podcast next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. 